0: welcome to the audacious living podcast hosted by my man Audley stevenson the odd man he'll unpack wisdom and insights from a cross-section of top quality performers in business media sports entertainment and lifestyle to uncover key elements to help you live your best audacious life ever so without further ado here is the odd man
1: Greetings and salutations. It's Audley Stevenson back here for another edition of the most audacious podcast on the web. That's right. This is the Audacious Living Podcast, and it's a pleasure as always to be here as we continue our goal of helping you live your best audacious life ever. Uh, our social media channels are always a great way to stay connected to all things happening in the world of the audacious living. And I'd encourage you to like, follow, and uh, subscribe, share. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, our YouTube channel. Uh, we're connected. So definitely stay connected with us. Now we're going to kick off this week's episode a little different of the podcast, and we're going to do so by asking the simple question, what does authenticity mean to you? Now, some would say that things like keeping it real, being genuine, or even being true to herself are some definitions what, what you know in terms of what it means to them and how they would define it. And I would agree that all those things are correct. And in fact, if you look up the dictionary definition of what authenticity means, it'll be described as an adjective. It's not false, it's genuine, it's real. Authenticity is all of those things. But I need to make one slight adjustment and change it from an adjective to a verb. Because authenticity is an action. It's an action word. And it's an act that we take. Because it actually takes work to be the person that we're supposed to be. We each have to take our own individual journey that lines up with our true selves. That's ultimately where the true work comes in. Help us explore this topic a bit further. I'm pleased to be joined on this episode of the podcast by Christina Hawley. Uh, She's been an HR professional for 20 plus years, and she's the author of the brand new book, The Authentic You, Unleash Your Leadership Potential. It really is a great book. I I enjoyed reading it thoroughly. Uh, and I think Christina did a fantastic job of really providing a good illustration of uh, that, what that authentic journey looks like. I think one of the things that I really appreciate about the book is that it really opens up you know, the reader's awareness and takes you on that journey of, of self-realization and discovering your true authentic self. Now, it's not going to do the work for you because that's your job but it will give us the necessary tools that will help everyone get to the place where they need to be. So like I said, it's, it's, it's a great read. It's something that all of you thoroughly will enjoy. And I'm gonna take this opportunity to stop talking and make way for Christina. So without any further ado, here's our conversation. Enjoy. Christina Hawley is a 20 plus year HR pro and the author of the new book, The Authentic You. Its focus is on helping people bring their best selves to the workplace and be the person they're truly meant to be. There's enormous worth in living both your truth and values, and The Authentic You takes you on that life-changing journey to do just that. Christina is up next on the Audacious Living Podcast.
2: Christina, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me here today. So
3: awesome. I mean, we've been talking about doing this for such a long time. Uh, like oh. a Really, really long time. I know. I've actually been looking forward to this. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like It's like Christmas is almost here and Christina's coming. you yeah. <laughs> Chris, Christina, we're almost here.
2: <laughs> Couldn't agree more.
3: I think that's awesome. <laughs> it's so awesome. So um, you're an author now. Oh my goodness. You're first time author. How does that feel? For,
2: for, it, it's... It's amazing. I actually um uh, I wrote the book during COVID. So that's crazy. I never anticipated that I would be an author. Um, but last May I just started writing and I didn't stop by and the where end. Did it
3: of- come from? Like what was the impetus? How would I mean I, so- I asked you <laughs> because you know a lot of people say, hey, I want to write a book, but they it's always that thing that they talk about doing. You
2: actually did it. I actually did it yeah, it's so funny. Um so I was starting to write I I was I was feeling like in business we needed to kind of really align this authentic leadership. I think people really drop words a lot and say, oh yes, I'm authentic and oh, I'm this but honestly, if you had to say that you're authentic, you're probably not authentic. you have to actually do the work in order to get there. so I started to build out a, a workshop around it because I had gone on the journey. I think probably about two years ago, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is amazing!" And I started building out a workshop, and I just didn't stop. Like I just kept going and learning, writing. Just out of you, right? Yeah, it just kept. It really flowed. Like the book came out. Um, it was a five-month period of just writing. Like I would wake up early, and be inspired, and just write, write, write based on like, I've been, you know, in HR for over 20 years, and I've had lots of experience with dealing with people who want to be better, who want to be developed. But, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, and it's really the style of the book is really like storytelling, of uh, where people did it really well. And then there's some people that not so much. And you know, if we can get people to start owning their stories and kind of learning from them, because it's not about the individual per se, it's about the sharing of the knowledge and the learning, right, to be better. Yes. But, you know, yeah, so sorry, I know I segued, but it really started, I wanted to build a, a training around it. And then I was like, you know what, this message is bigger. Right. And when I started when I started writing, um, especially to be at this point now, It feels purposeful for me. I feel like this is something that I was supposed to do. I was supposed to do. Like, and it was funny because I have been doing this for a long time, and I had um, I had a senior VP say to me, "She's like, you're not cut from the same cloth as these other HR people." And I'd be like, "I was like, oh god, I don't know what that means." And she's like, "It's fantastic, and you need to be." you and i'm like wow i'm like yeah i need to be me right and i'm going to inspire others to kind of do the same thing and bring that amazingness into work i love it i love
3: it and i love the fact that from an hr in an hr role that gives you a really good perspective in terms of being able to see a cross-section of individuals uh different sort of styles different sort of approaches and again, I know we're talking within the context of yeah, leadership, um, but 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 I also kind of think those aspects can apply to a regular personal life as well too. But but in, but going back to the role, I think it's really neat the fact that you get you get this wide cross section of all types of individuals that can sort of inform the work that you're doing.
2: Yeah, and I think that the part that really resonates with me when okay, so there's two things that I want to say. First thing is if you are doing the work, and you are authentically aligned with who you are, you are a better person. Therefore, you will be a better leader, right? You will show up better in the workplace. That's one. And two, I think we need to shake off this whole concept of positional leadership. Um, When I say leader, a leader could be anyone. It's a choice in how you potentially show up Right into work. Um, so my it's leaders, the parking
3: spot I get, or the desk by you know the, the desk by the window. It's nothing like that,
2: right? It's nothing so, like that. Like I, I, and you know, there's some people that may not agree with what I have to say, but like to me, I'm like I see leaders every day show up with kindness, speaking their truth, and just and you see leaders emerge truly during adversity. So I have, especially during this whole COVID piece, you see people stepping in that you never thought would, they don't have the title, but wow, have they stepped in and really made a mark. And I think that that is the point at the end of the day. So I am fortunate enough where I sit, I see the lens of senior leadership all the way down to a a, a floor associate, let's say. And that's what I
3: was talking about, right? The perspective, which is so amazing.
2: Right, so to me, I've seen senior leader, I've seen people who have positions Mm -hmm. and are not, leaders. They, they, they bank on the position to say, oh, well, this is, I I'm this person. So I'm a little smarter here. And I know that that's not necessarily the truth, right? I think we need, I think the future of leadership is actually shifting where we need to be more collaborative. We need to be more open and we need to understand that ideas come from many different places. It is not hierarchical. Like and an idea is never beautiful when it comes out, right? Multiple people touch it, right? But ego would love you to think I came up with that idea. That was me. The, oh, look at me! But that's that's kind of the, like the work environment where it kind of promotes that kind of stuff, like right? So uh, I just I keep lot, of,
3: right. I guess a lot of that is, is the culture, right? So the culture <laughs> is such that I've got to chase the title. That everyone is chasing the title. And, and, you know, I remember several years ago uh, coming across a book um, that I read, and I love the title, it resonates with me and it's never left me, and it's called, You Don't Need to Be a Title to Be a Leader. And I think that encapsulates exactly what you're talking about right now.
2: Absolutely. And I think that what I'm encouraging people to do is be authentically aligned with who you are, okay? Stop trying to fit a mold to be that leader, to aspire that, you know, I hear people go, Oh, Christina, I want to be like that person. I want to be like this. And, and I always pause them and say, you, you might want those things, but you got to bring yourself first. Mm-hmm. And then maybe there's some things that you can modify to make you, you, but if you are too, cons- if you were trying to fit a mold in order, then you lose yourself. You lose all that wonderful stuff. Um, that you have to offer and I and I think as people kind of do the internal explore and are more grounded in themselves they will find superpowers they will find things that what triggers them what's their blind spots but if they're forever chasing trying to be someone or a title they may miss it completely. Gotcha.
3: Gotcha. You know throughout your book you talk about doing the work and I think what you described is that the work that you're talking about in terms of no
2: understanding yourself. as the Yeah, ab- absolutely. So I, I think that I want to make sure that, and this is a part of the purpose for me. Um, I feel as though I've always been pretty successful in work, but I've been driven like through accomplishment based and that was all ego stuff, but that was a part of my journey and understanding that. Okay. Right. So two years ago, I started to do the work And that meant like, Whoa, Hey, what, what is this? Like, how, why am I showing up like this? Or how am I being triggered or what's happening? Right. And that means like looking deeper within, right. So there's stuff and it's a journey, right. Um, is this ego triggered? Is there fear? Am I feeling judged? Do I feel like I won't be accepted? And when you start in my case, I started art journaling. And when I started art journaling, all this stuff, like in the in the summer, I did over 30 paintings. I couldn't stop. Like this right? My goal. right, right. And who knew? This is what I'm saying. I didn't know I could do any of this stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. But then it just started to come out. And and when it did, it was stuff like, oh, I am a leader. I've been a leader my whole entire life. This has nothing to do with my position this has to do with, you know, who I was as a little girl and how I brought that in. And I've always been that no matter what, but wow, the power that's within that, like no one can take your, then you start owning your own narrative and then you start being empowered that you're not looking for validation from other people anymore because you can go on your own path and you can be the best that you can be. That's right. So the work is the work, right? And when you start your journey would be very different than my journey. Sure. But it's the fact that it's looking at yourself in the mirror and seeing all of it. That's right. Everybody loves to tell you the stories of when they're the hero and everything was perfect and look at I saved the day. But what about the 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 stories where it wasn't? Oh, right. But, right? Right? But we've it, right. We've all done it. Uh, absolutely. But those are that's where the best learning comes from. So here's the thing: when you look at your stories and the ones that there was adversity or things that were really challenging at that time to get through, but you got through them, ask yourself this did you have strength, resilience, adaptability? Were you able to be agile? And the answer will be yes in all of those cases, in some way or another, right? They they'll vary based on stories. Right. However, The reason why it's so important, every organization I've ever worked in, they're all looking for leaders that have those traits. So those are not traits that you get from a textbook. Those are traits from looking within and kind of going, oh my God, experiential learning. I have done this before. That's right. This is pretty awesome. That's
3: right. The the, the part I love about that, what you just described is the fact that, well, 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 I want to go back because there, there there is a, a a mold that was created a long time ago, what a leader is supposed to look like and is supposed yeah. to. And as we've gone through it over time, we've learned that there's different types of leadership styles. And there's some yeah. things that you can do naturally that are just you know mundane to you, if you will, that, that actually fall within the concept or scope of leadership. And and, why, and 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 why I love that is that we all have these natural things. That we can do, yeah. Which enhance really says that the leadership potential exists within all of us, as yes. long as we we'll tie this in your book. As long as we're being authentic to who we are,
2: hundred percent, right? And wow, you know, like when you look at you know people, and you know, I was probably there too, like chasing these leadership books. What, what's the next model? What is? What can I do? How can I get there? That's great. That that is. Um, not foundational stuff, right? Cause you're always gonna be chasing. But if you, you want sustainability, Sustain- sustainability is from within. Right. If you can know that you can count on yourself or that you've been in a similar situation, but you actually drove through that, um, that's super powerful. And then you become a leader and you inspire others through sharing your stories. You've gotta have the courage to share your stories. And trust me, I'm living it with the book. I share parts of myself where I'm like, oh, ah, a little bit vulnerable. But that's what makes it so great because I know that there's people that will read the book and kind of go, oh my God, Christina, I didn't know. Because it wasn't like I wasn't fixated, I wasn't the victim. I am I was empowered by my story and kind of moved into the next space and help uh, others to do it. And,
3: and, and this is why uh as we, we, when we were I preparing and reading and thinking, I thought this, this would be a perfect conversation for this podcast. because you talk about courage? Uh, and very much, you know, we talk about audaciousness and being yeah. bold and, and taking risks, if you will. And sometimes, it, and, and even that term taking risks, I'm sort of iffy on that, because I think if you're really being true to yourself, it's not a risk. You're just being right yourself. But right. put that aside, at the end of the day, what we're really talking about here is being bold enough being courageous enough, being audacious enough to be the leader that we're, we're meant to be.
2: Absolutely, and, and it's funny because it wasn't until I started writing mm-hmm. that I came to realize that our society has not been set up for authenticity to, to, to thrive. There's a lot, of like even your constant, um, your, uh, your comment about taking risk, right? If you think about that, why, why is it taking a risk? Well, you know, it's like, is it, is there judgment that you might like fail? Is there fear? Like it's yeah, those. I would say
3: fear, I would fear would be the first thing that comes to my mind.
2: Right. But fear of what, right? Fear of not succeeding, fear of hurting yourself, fear of like not looking good. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. I, I, and it wasn't until I started writing honestly, that I was like, Oh man, we have been set up for a long time. We're all conditioned this way right? To kind of be like, Ooh, you know, and it could even be from people that we love, like, Ooh, I don't know if you want to, I don't want, I don't know if you want to do that. That might not be safe. I don't think that'll be that successful for you. Maybe you shouldn't really go that route. And, and the intent is good, right? But that deviates us from our path because if you're bold enough to be who you are, just be right. Have the courage to be. And then, and then it's not as scary at the end of the day, it's really an illusion. A lot of the fear that, that gets placed there. Right. Uh, something that you talk about in your book, uh, which isn't very loud what we're talking
3: about right now, is wearing masks, right? Yeah. So people wear masks, and they're not their authentic authentic selves. Maybe they're trying to put on something for other people. Maybe they're trying to protect themselves from something. Uh, it could be a multitude of reasons, and we can go on forever about it. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 the mask wearing process, if you will, it can be very dangerous because it moves us away from again, the individuals who that we really are.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, in my book, I like, so it's very like, there's a lot of examples and stuff like that. And they're really life examples. Um, There is masks can keep you from being how awesome that you really could be, right? So this individual in the book would wear a mask because he thought he needed to be extra professional, not to look, He needed to look the corporate look and I would have conversations and, and because people would be like, well, he's not, he's not approachable. Like, well, I don't want to go to that guy. And I'm like, but he is with me. Like what, what is going on? He is with me. So I had to have a a conversation to be like, is the mask working for you because people don't want to come to you. And I know you're a great guy. And then he had to acknowledge that, oh my gosh, I am putting this mask on. And as we're moving into the future, right, with leadership, people want to be able to connect with their leaders. So, how do you connect where it's genuine? You can't have masks, you got to be real, right? right. right. So, well, and I think for a lot of people, Christina, that
3: they don't even know they're wearing a mask. So, in that, case, I know. In that example, right? You, and, and I'm glad you said the word "acknowledge" because you have to acknowledge that yes, I have this mask on. But for many people, especially those who've been doing it for a very, very long time, it's just a way of life to them.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and you have to. And traditionally, right? Like it was just what we would do, right? So this is why you're you're the people that surround you that are really important. That you have people that will be honest about what's working for you and what's not. And this is a part of the work, right? So he acknowledged that, oh, wow, Christina, I am wearing a mask. And he made the effort not to do it. And then people were like loving, they were starting to see this other side of him, right? But you want, you have to see yourself yes. and then you have to acknowledge it. Then you got to do the work. In order to kind of shift into the next phase.
3: That's right. Going back to that work, and I think it's important. And you touched on it earlier that the work that's done is that's the journey, and it's yeah. different for everyone. Uh, for some, the yeah. shorter, long, It all depends on where that individual is at, or that leader where they're at in their in their own personal. Yeah, life. and
2: and I would also say that it, it's funny because we're. I think you're always on a journey. Mm-hmm. If you're really going on that personal explorer, because it's like this. Like, I just wrote a book, but I'm still learning new stuff, right? And I'm getting completely inspired when I see people are, like, uh, connecting with this, right? Um, And I, like, the intention, I know we spoke earlier, but the intention is to make it accessible and simple, right? It's available to everyone. It's a resource that's available to all of us, right? It's whether or not you want to tap in
3: advantage of that absolutely 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 christina i want you to describe that environment because i think it's really important people understand sort of you know how how much our leaders impact our environment so i wonder if you can describe you know an environment in which uh, you know a leader is being completely authentic and and what that does to empower and, and impact the people around them what does that look like
2: yeah so i i see it all the time and i refer to it like in the book as well like I, and I name them, right? You've got multipliers and then you have diminishers, okay? So multipliers and authentic leaders are ones that like make you feel as though you can take over the world, okay? And they're the ones that you can be honest with. They're the ones who can read a room. They have charisma. They sit down and they'll 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 tell you the truth, right? So here's another piece to being authentic. Um, you know, I, I like it when people are truly authentic, but you still need to be kind and aware of how you are relaying messages. I've also had conversations where people are like, well, that's just me. I'm being authentic. You, you just need to deal with it. I talk like, jerk and that's it, right? Yeah, that that's it. That's it. Christina, you just deal. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. You need to lift people up and you lift people up through being authentic through being a good person right. and being like inspiring and motivating and kind of multiplying that energy to be better. Right. right? And I I've, I've seen, it's really funny because it's not an easy thing to do. Like I've seen some authentic leaders. I haven't seen tons. Um, I wish I could say, I'm. It right. It's unfortunate. And especially in different environments. Cause it's like, people those masks and i and i think the environment's just in general have been set up that way where people want to look corporate people want to look a certain way right so when they're when they're trying to look something then you're kind of deviating from who you are right and people can't connect to that so they might be following a script and whatever again people cannot connect to that because people can see it's fake And I think more so now, I think after COVID, everybody's looking for connection, right? Because we're all pushed out to be distanced. We need leaders that can pull everybody in and feel connected. So yeah, and, and they do it in their way. Like I, and I love it because it's, it's not like, oh, I am an authentic leader. It's like, I'm doing it. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to share it with you and help bring you along, but I'm going to do it in a positive way. Right,
0: right.
2: Um, right, and that yeah, I, I have a couple of leaders in my head that are extremely good at it, and then I have leaders that are not mm. right, mm. and those are the ones that I usually get a lot of complaints about. Um, where <laughs> well, the people way are like, give me give me a book, <laughs> right? <laughs> so we be like, well, here you go. Let me explain. Um, and I also feel as though those leaders, and this is back to the book and not doing the work, they don't see their blind spots. They don't see when they're triggered and they bring it out to their team, right? right. So you could have someone who's not an authentic leader who is more of a, I hate to say a narcissist, like very, the other extreme, yep. right? Where it's like, oh, I'm the one who had all the ideas. Oh, that's just, that's not a great idea. I have the ideas. I am very important, right. okay? So I I know we laugh about
3: it, but it's real. Like we've we've seen it, it. and you know what? (laughs) I think about those individuals, and to me, those individuals don't fully understand their role as a leader and the impact that they can have. Because if I know going into a situation that if I do this, this specific action, and this specific action will generate a reaction that is moving us close to our organizational goals, because at the end of the day, we're all there to support the organization so if i know that these needs will you know my actions will push us in that direction then why wouldn't i do it because because as as a leader makes me look good hey your people are getting the job done fantastic but if my actions are pushing us in the other way that just means that i'm not seeing the big picture here
2: yeah and and you're self-serving right Mm -hmm. so at the end of the day authentic leaders are happy For everyone, right? It's more of a collective effort, just as you said, right? Like, oh my God, the team's doing great. Let me share that out. Hey, I'm going to give the credit to this person on my team instead of, oh, I came up with the idea. Yeah. You said like that micromanaging, kind of keeping it very like me, me, me. And there is a shift that's going from me to we, from a leadership perspective, there really should be. And I even had conversations um, about... (laughs) Okay, so here, this is a good one. That if you come and you start bad mouthing your colleagues yeah. or someone who did the job before and whatever, and oh, they did it horribly, and blah, 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 that doesn't make you look good, right? And sometimes I think the old mindset is making them think, oh, I look better because I just push someone down. Yeah. An authentic leader understands. It's like oh okay well how do we push this up what is the what is the issue and let's all collectively figure out the the solution instead of the push down crushing of another person right
3: right? yeah there's no rewards in that you know you i I truly truly believe that you know i can elevate myself in life by downtrodding others yeah just just not or 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 at least for any long-term sustained period of time where I have any level of success. It, yeah. it just doesn't work that way. And, and I want to sort of take it back on a, on a larger view. So when you look at what's happening in our society and around the world, you know the, the, the piece that's probably lacking the most is things like kindness and compassion. Yeah. And, and showing love and generally mm-hmm. trying to help other people, right? I yeah. truly, truly believe That if more of those uh, uh, elements were injected into how we operate, that things would be so, so different, Christina.
2: I I completely agree. And I think that this is about the purpose piece. I believe it wholeheartedly. And if it's to get the message out, to allow people to know that you can do it too, and you can show up. How you show up in the world is your choice, Right. right? You can be stuck and you can be like, oh, it's so hard. And then... Yeah. It's hard for everyone. Right. But we make choices every day to show up well, to be kind, to show love, to be forgiving. And you know, here, here's the thing. And this is what I think is interesting in the book. I take people on that journey. Um, but they're not typically business terms, right? So it's like, Whoa, like, Hey, Christina, what what's going on this because it's a personal journey. And in the book, I do make Every example is relatable to work, right? So I will bring it back to work, right? Showing kindness as a leader will go a long way. Being a compassionate leader and understanding how people tick or taking the time will go a long way, right? Absolutely. Or even in the book, um, I refer to forgiveness. One of the examples there, I'm like, if you don't learn to forgive whatever it may be. And in this particular case, it was like an interview process that didn't go well. And if you're going to hold on to that grudge, you're limiting yourself. You got to forgive the process, forgive yourself for how you showed up in that interview, forgive the fact that it didn't happen the way you anticipated that it was supposed to happen. Right. Then you can reframe and stop limiting yourself and kind of get refocused again. Right. I think that that those things are very important. And I think that that's the future. I think that more people are going to want, they're going to want to be led by people that know how to do this. Right.
3: Right. And I I, I love the fact that you you, you took away, you stripped away the business terms and uh, uh, identify things that are just relatable to people. Things that, quite frankly, that we all should kind of know already. Right. (laughs) And and maybe, and maybe, you know, some of us aren't used to putting it in practice. Right. Yeah. But by by marrying the two, right. The business world and, you know, forgiveness and kindness and love, you know, there's a connection. And I think that's where I think people when they read your book, I think that's what they'll connect to right away that the two very much are interlocked.
2: Yeah. I, and, and, and honestly, that was the intention. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, two years ago, I started going on this process and I'm like, why is this only available for like executives or a certain level of people? This is, this is about people needing to be their best self. Everybody wants to be their best self. It's yes. choice whether or not you do the work, but everybody, it should at least have, uh, resources that allow it to be accessible. Yes. And that, that was the intent. yes, yes. yes.
3: So we've been talking a lot about your book, and I've been I've been trying not to give away everything to our listeners, <laughs> so right? Funny. But there's so much great things that came out of it. But I am I am gonna I am gonna ask you to talk about a story that was in your book about the two wolves, that although the internal wolves that we have inside of us, because I think yeah. it's an important story. But also, kind of want you to elaborate on what the meaning behind that is, because it is there is some significance. And I think when people hear it, they understand it immediately.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I can, um, so you want to talk about ego and the true self, right? So the two wolves in there, it's a story. um, It's an old wise tale uh, and it's referred in there. And it's saying that the one entity um, uh, is ego and the other entity is your true self. And they never Uh, They coexist, but they don't work very well together. And you need to be mindful of what you're feeding, right? So when I talk about how you show up in the world, that is your choice, right? And who you feed at the end of the day is your choice, right? Am I going to feed my ego or am I going to feed my authentic self, right? So ego, I'm going to talk a little bit about ego and I'll talk about my story a little bit in this. Ego is something that we don't really talk about. We say in theory a little bit what ego is like, oh, yeah, he has ego or she has ego. But sometimes we don't even identify that we actually have it. OK, so in my particular case, um, I was always striving for the ne- I was a high performer, always striving for the next best thing, the next accomplishment. Look at me, look at me, I did it. It's amazing, yada, yada. It's okay,
0: world, right?
2: but right, but that's the ego, right? So I was like thinking, I'm gonna prove it to the world that this girl is gonna make it. I'm gonna beat all the odds, I'm gonna prove it to everyone. Huh, so you think that that's a good thing, but again, you're never fully satisfied. Okay. And you're always trying to feed that ego. It doesn't stop. So the ego is not your friend. You're, the ego gets bruised very easily and constantly needs to look good. Okay. And always wants to be the one, like, the, it will actually break down relationships. Right. So even let's take it back. Okay. There's the work setting, which I, I ego immerses all the time, but emerges, sorry. But in your personal setting, if you've had a fight with your wife Mm -hmm. or with anyone, no one leaves that meeting feeling great. Right. But the ego wants to win and the ego wants to win and it will do whatever it takes. It will be nasty. It will steal ideas. It will actually try to be at all costs. The winner look good. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. And when you do that, you actually damage your relationships with people, yes. right? For what? At the end of the day to be the winner, right? So that's the, that. so if you're feeding that and you don't acknowledge that that is, we all have ego. You don't acknowledge when it surfaces, then you're in trouble. And it will derail you from a leadership perspective. I have seen so many people that will crush their teams will need to steal the idea and they're actually decent people, but the ego just kind of like that need to be the best, the best, the best, will knock it, will knock it right over. Okay. Um, and then with, with myself, and that was a part of the, the journey is like, I don't need to prove to anybody else that I can do this. I need to just prove it to myself.
3: That's such an important statement. Like to be able to say that to yourself, it's such an important statement, Christina.
2: It's a game changer because all of a sudden I wrote a book. Do you know what I mean? Like think about that. I would, instead of going down this corporate channel of feeling like, oh, oh, give me that project. Oh, let me, let me lead this. Oh, look at, oh, I have it. Oh, thank you for this promotion. Who cares? At the end of the day, you need to be good with you and not be feeding it, right? Because it will never ever be satisfied, right? It's all about this. So when you're aligned with your true self, your true self is the one that acknowledges that you don't have to prove it to anybody else. This is about you and your path and your purpose and what you can offer to other people at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope that helped. I, I I know it's a little bit all over the place, but it, it's really, I, I think the part that I want to call out is that ego is real yes. and it's for everyone has it. And we need to be having that acknowledgement of when it actually surfaces, because when you don't, it, it's, it, it's a destructor. It, it will wreck everything.
3: It makes, it makes total sense. And, 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 and it's and what's one of the main reasons why I brought that up because uh, I think oftentimes that's probably the biggest obstacle or block. To us being our, our true authentic selves, so uh, it's totally it t- makes total sense. I'm, I'm glad we brought that up, and I'm I'm so 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 happy, Christina, that we <laughs> have this opportunity to chat. Like I said, we we've been we ha- we had this set up for such a long time, and I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, I will tell you publicly, you did a fantastic job with the book. I think the manner in which you laid out your principles and and how you've explained it. Uh, it's very, again, stripping away the business terms. Yeah. Uh, it's very easy to digest and understand. And I think the important thing is that people can immediately see themselves and relate and be able to say, oh, whoa, and, and do some self-analyzation at the same time. So, oh, perfect. Great, 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 great job, Christina.
2: Thank you so much. That makes my day, but because uh, I was intent. Thank you so much. Uh,
3: so, so t- 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 l- 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 let our listeners know. Uh, the authentic you unleash um, your leadership potential. Where, when, how? Uh, yeah. Where, yeah. Let's let, let, let our listeners know.
2: Okay. So um, I'm happy to say that it, you can pre order it now if you want um, on Amazon. Uh, there's other like for Kindle and Kobo. It, you can get that information. You can go to my website, uh It'll have further details. I have my Instagram page, which is my name. And then I also have a Facebook author page. Um, But the book is coming out May 10th. um, So I'm really excited about that. Uh, And I hope everybody, if you choose to get it, um, I hope you really enjoy it because it's really about uh, inspiring you to like own your story, feel empowered, feel amazing and like bring it into the world because we all need it, so.
3: That's so awesome. And, and, I, and I'm going to put a plug for your social media because I think you do a great job of just sort of daily affirmations. Uh, you, know, you talk with sort of positive messaging. And, and, and you, you live... So you live your brand, Christina. I do. What exactly you do. And it's so important. And, and believe me, uh, that, that it, 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 there's value in it. Uh, sometimes, sometimes we think we're just sort of talking to an empty room; people aren't hearing or digesting, understanding but they absolutely are. And that's why it's so important that we just continue doing what we're doing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And oddly, I'm telling you, I love your stuff. I think sometimes things come up at the right time. And and this is the whole intent, right? If you have a platform, please make sure that you're doing positive things. And I feel like that you do it. And that's why I be connected. And I'm really, really happy that we've got we finally got to this place. So we got to see each other. Awesome. Awesome.
3: Christina, thank you again so much for being here. It's an absolute pleasure. (laughs)
2: Likewise. Okay. Take care. (laughs) Thanks, Audley.
1: Back we are here on the podcast and I first off want to thank Christina for joining the Audacious Living Podcast and sharing your great insights around authenticity and that journey and that work uh, that each of us need to do. Uh, I would encourage our listeners to to grab a copy of her book again. It's The Authentic You Unleash Your Leadership Potential. Uh, you know, one of the things that we talked about with Christina was the idea of owning your own story. And I think that's so important. And it's a great first step in discovering your true self. Because when we own it, we accept the fact there are going to be some good parts and then there's going to be some messy parts too. But they all feed into who we truly are. And that's why the reason why you accept it all, because the goal is to make yourself better. And uh, by doing so is again, owning your own story and accepting all of the parts of your story. Hey, listen, if you haven't registered for email notifications of the podcast, you can do so by heading over to my website at bestaudaciouslife.com and enter your email and you'll be alerted every time new content comes out. Uh, So definitely encourage you to do that. Uh, We've reached the end of of this week's episode and I want to give a big shout out as always uh, to our listeners for the ongoing support. It is always, always, always appreciated. Uh, So I say thank you. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another, and be audacious.
0: You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by Audley Stevenson. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, be audacious.